brought to you by the Every Dollar app. Start budgeting for free today. Lauren is in Chicago. Hey, Lauren, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, thank you for all the work you guys do for um, American people. I um, have been listening for a couple months um, to a lot of the different shows, and my husband and I, I I'm learning a, a little, and we are okay. We've made um, you know some good decisions and some bad decisions based on the Ramsey way, but right now we're looking at wanting to pay our house off. We don't have any other debt, and how do people do that? Like, is it okay to just set aside the money and then pay it off in one lump sum? Or what is, what's the Ramsey way or is there a recommendation or a book? No, it doesn't take a book. It's just early and often. Every month, send as much towards the house payment as you can send. Okay. And what happens is it lowers your balance. So the next month, more of your regular payment will go towards principal than in, than it would have if you hadn't. Let's say you sent $10,000, okay? Well, you no longer have to pay interest on that $10,000, so the in, the monthly interest on that $10,000 less will be low. I mean, on the balance will be lower than, uh, than it was by $10,000. You follow me? I do. I I understand that. Um, I guess like my husband and I, and I agree with it completely. That's what I've learned and understand. However, my husband's more comfortable with having a um, lump sum available just in case um, anything happens with the house, any emergency. Yeah. Before you start paying off your house. Do you have an emergency fund of three to six months of expenses? Um, we have an emergency. We have about one hundred and sixty thousand um, saved, and then we have invested. Okay, your husband's theory Probably. is ludicrous. What do you? What is he expecting? What, kind of, what, kind of, what do you think is going to happen? Armageddon? <laughs> your cash won't be good. Yes. There will not be ATMs yes. during Armageddon. <laughs> this is wow. so funny. Thank you for the laugh. Yeah. That's, no. That's, yeah, no. 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 What? What do you owe on your home? Uh, we just, I'm so grateful to God. We, uh, we, we lived in like a thousand foot. How much do you owe in your home? For, oh, six, uh, six I'm sorry. Okay. Six thirty three. Right. We just, what, what I would ago. do if I woke up in your shoes is I would take three mm-hmm. to six months of expenses, given that your husband likes to have a little bit more, let's say six months of what's your household income? Two fifty. Okay. All right. So let's be super generous. Okay. Set a hundred thousand aside. That's more than you need. That's more than six months. Okay, and call that your emergency fund. It's a ridiculous emergency fund, but set a hundred thousand aside. Everything above a hundred thousand is cray cray. It needs to be going on the house. It's just you're not going to have hundred thousand dollar emergencies. Can I ask another dumb question? No, not dumb. These, These aren't are dumb, dumb questions. questions. These are great questions. Do you ever recommend if like you have investments do you ever recommend taking those out and putting it towards the house always or no always unless they're always? in retirement unless they're in retirement account okay you want to know okay. why single stocks sell them you want to know why why because when we studied the largest study of millionaires ever done in north america over ten thousand of them we never found them saying we invested instead of paying off our home and that's how we became millionaires None of them say that. Okay. Almost all of them followed the model of a steady, reasonable amount of investing 
like in their retirement accounts, then paid off the home and then increased their investing when the home was paid off. And so the typical person with say a million and a half dollar net worth, their first one and a half million dollars of net worth had a five or $600,000 paid for home and about a million dollars in their 401k. But the number of them that okay. said, oh, we never pay off our house. Instead, we invested more and more and more and kept the house debt was almost zero. Right. It was less than 10%. Thank you. That's helpful. Okay. So the data says that the best and the fastest way to build wealth is get the house paid off while steadily investing about 15% of your income above an emergency fund of three to six months of expenses. So if you guys making 250 have squirreled over in an investment a half million dollars, I'm going to tell you get this house paid off next 12 months and take that money in there. Now, not taking out 401k money, but I'm talking about you've just got a, you know, you've got a brokerage account of some kind over here with a half million dollars sitting in it. Take that and the 60 above the 100 and throw it at the thing. Let's get this house paid off. Cuz I got to tell you, if I ever get your husband to pay off his house, he will think he's a genius and he'll never ever ever go back in debt on that house. Well, and <laughs> I want to make sure we point we, we touch on this. this. He's solving for safety. And right now, safety for him is having a bunch of cash. Yep. And and non-retirement investment. That's right. And he's hedging his safety against all these other things and he's got this big elephant sitting in his living room. And you we've joked about this off air before. No one has ever called the show and said Man, I'm really mad at y'all because I paid my house off. And, and six months later, Dave Ramsey told me to pay my house off. I'm I wish pissed. I had my mortgage back. I love my mortgage. You could I miss all, it. you say it all the time. You could always go take out a mortgage six months from now if you don't like it, right? If mm-hmm. you don't like having a paid for house, but you think you're you think you're solving for safety with all these extracurricular activities, try sleeping in a house that you owe nobody anything for. That's a level of safety that you didn't know your body could feel until you go do it. Yeah, I'm telling you when when you have. Let's just talk about safety, okay? When we have a Fauci quarantine and the whole freaking place shuts down and your house is paid for, it feels a whole lot different inside your physical body than having the same amount of your mortgage in a mutual fund. Because there's a part of your brain that's been there for eternity that says, you're going to lose your house. Your your kids are going to be on the street. Yeah, because 100% of foreclosures happen on a house with a mortgage. That's right. Versus being real frustrated, right? being annoyed and frustrated that's different than i can't breathe right yeah i mean i had uh we had business stress we had relational stress uh because of disagreements but dave and sharon were always gonna be okay uh, uh, over the covid you know we found out who our friends were who who were all worried about little covid's jumping on people and all the stuff we did we dealt with all that stuff uh but we didn't deal during the fauci quarantine with the threat of foreclosure right that was not house. in there. And so when you're solving for safety, that was a f- good phrase. I like that phrase. You know, you, you probably need to really correctly define safety. Right. And get the elephant out of your dadgum living room, right. which is the living room, by the way. Yeah. Ironically. <laughs> it, it's uh, in the way we said it before we had John with two PhDs to help us understand it was if your house is paid for, take your shoes off, walk through the backyard, the grass feels different. You breathe different, and um, you work. You won't work at a toxic place anymore because you have to. You're not stuck 
anymore, folks. And so the solving for this is, you know, when I first started teaching this stuff, I thought, well, if you got rid of a house payment, you invested a house payment, you can turn that money into a million dollars pretty quick. And that's the math part, the financial part. But there's an emotional part, a spiritual part, a relational part, a medical health, a mental health part. I, you know, someday it, it'll be done. I, I don't know that I'll ever get around to doing it, but a study of the um, medical condition and the life quality of life and longevity of life of people who are debt free versus those that aren't. There's, they're quietly starting to, to leak out into the world where people are doing mental health and emotional health and debt and starting to use that correlative data. It's, it's, it's pretty frightening. Yeah. And I've talked to some doctoral students who are interested in doing their dissertations on student loans and people with debt versus the mental health of those who don't owe anybody anything. Yeah. And if you think about this, think about, think of all of us um, um, have had the moment in our career when we think, oh man, I got to go have a hard conversation with my boss. I may not survive this one. Imagine your wife or your husband can put your face in their hands and look at you and say, hey, we're going to be okay. We got plenty of money. Go here. tell the we truth. We got plenty of money. We got no house payment. Go tell the truth. Go be you. And we don't have any house payments, man. Like, that's a different conversation. No matter what you want to do with your money, it starts with a budget. Stop overspending, save more, and create the life you really want with every dollar. Download in the App Store or go to everydollar.com to start for free.